0: Hello and welcome to the show. I hope you're all keeping well. My guest this week is JB Dunkill, who is on the show to discuss his new solo record, Carbon, which comes out on June 24th. JB is one half of a legendary electronic group, Air, and it was a real pleasure to have him on the show today to discuss not only his new album, but we also talk about the soundtrack work he's done, and some of the wonderful collaborations that he's made over the year. I really can't recommend this wonderful album enough. So you go and buy it from your favorite music shop or stream it online because you won't be disappointed. So here he is, the very talented Mr. JB Dunkel. So delighted to be joined by JB on the podcast today. So thanks for taking some time out to speak to me. Thank you. Um, your new album, I believe, titled Carbon, uh, comes out on the 24th of June. And so um, I just want to talk about first a little bit about the inspiration behind the album.
1: Uh, the inspiration was uh, uh, maybe... Uh, like how deep, uh, uh, how do you say, life on earth can be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I think that um, uh, during the, the past four years, we had like the, this uh, amazing crisis with uh, the COVID-19. And uh, I think it, it's the same for everyone, but it changed me in a way that uh, I took more my time and I thought about what I was doing. And uh, musically, um, I just discovered that I was definitely attracted by um, deep music. I mean, like slow music and electronic stuff. And uh, in a way, I accepted myself as I was. And uh, I wanted uh, the album to be like, uh, maybe like ambient or very like, um, uh, slow sometimes very slow and and very uh empty you know that you know, with not too many informations and i focused on this kind of uh, you know elements like having something like minimal something really uh, that i feel something deep something that can um give me some uh, freedom and some uh, some pleasure too and uh and so yeah that's why um, i called the album carbon because um in a way Carbon is one of the main components of, um, of the body, you know, because mm. uh, all the organic uh, molecules are made with carbons and with hydrogen. And carbon is a kind of like universal matter that can also be in yourself, but can travel everywhere in the universe because it's it's a very eternal element. You know, it's... A, it's like it's indestructible actually it it combines itself with different elements and it changes and travels and uh, it can be in a human body or it can be like uh it can be in the air as a gas form yeah and so this is this kind of like um energy and this like matter this energy that is like uh, definitely in you and this force that travels uh through you all the time and uh as well as music you know music is like that it's a sort of uh, uh, some magnetic fields some kind of vibrations some kind of force that is always there with you and um, and so I wanted to have this kind of strength this kind of like a very uh, quiet force feeling into the album and into the music actually
0: yeah so now you've explained the meaning behind and it just seems like the perfect title for the album with lots of huh? different meanings. Yeah. Did you work on it all on yourself or did you have other musicians involved? And if there were other musicians, who did you work with?
1: I worked with musicians as guitar players and bass player and also a, a drum player. But some of the drums are from me, but some other the drums are from um, the air uh, live session guy, you know, Louis, Louis Delorme. Who was playing with air on stage yeah. and uh, yeah because I can't play a drum properly and I can't play uh, bass and the guitar properly, so I, I needed to have like some um, some help from my friends yeah. and it was great and um, yeah, but except that you know like all the the tracks are, are made by me actually
0: and so with the with the musicians uh, or all the parts that you used, was this done by file sharing, or did you manage to actually get into the studio and have studio time with with the musicians? How did it work?
1: I'm lucky because I have the, I have a studio. I mean I have a big studio, so I can record whenever I want.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, I did a lot of tracks, and um, actually, you know I, I had like so many musical pieces. And I didn't know what to do with it, so um, uh, the album was uh, the work of the album was to uh, gather uh, all the different styles in one, one uh, unique uh, central atmosphere, because I had so many different tracks, so many different styles of music, and um, and yeah, so I tried to have like a, you know to to work on the best that I had. And uh, also I didn't want to do too many songs because um, I wanted also like the people to enjoy music. And I think that maybe, you know, when you have always a voice on, in all the tracks all the time, it's like having like the same instrument all the time on yeah. all, uh, all the album and it's kind of boring. So I wanted to, That's good, <laughs> to yeah. not sing too much.
0: <laughs> I did think, oh yeah, because um, I say, I'm, I know it's not out till um, June 24th, but I was very lucky enough to hear a, a promo stream of the album, um, which I've, I've played a lot. And, and I'm not just saying this because you're on, but I have to say it's one of, the, one of the best records I've heard in the last few years, to be honest. And it was just like, wow, this, um, I can't wait for people to hear it. And I'd, I bet you must be so proud of, of the record. It sounds fantastic.
1: Uh, I don't know if I'm proud, because I don't know uh, if it's good or not, because I'm lost. You know, I, when you're an artist, I think that you don't know exactly yeah. what you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just try to do the best yeah, I that I can. But um, it's impossible for me to to know if it's like, uh, if it goes well on Spotify around like other musicians albums. I, I don't know because... It's my music, and uh, I have such a, str- a strange feeling when I hear it. Yeah. I just hear uh, the mistakes, and I hear like all the um, suffering and <laughs> difficulties <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, into the music. I don't hear like any charm or anything. I just hear like all the efforts. So uh, <laughs> that's why I don't listen to my music, and the same for air music. I don't listen to the air music too. Yeah. sometimes I uh, you know I'm I'm walking into a supermarket and there is like an air song <laughs> oh I know this what is this <laughs> yeah. so I instantly uh, recall like the, the times we were recording it you know I just recall like with uh, which girlfriend I was uh, at what year it was and was it like the summer time or the winter time when we recorded it yeah. but I don't listen to the music it's just like a a rush of feelings
0: yeah. you know yeah no i could totally see that as, as a as a musician you would feel like that um i mean i'll certainly be buying a copy of it um maybe on vinyl or cd um but um, I, yeah i was like i said um, i was and i loved the uh the single you put out let me try and remember Is it corporate sunset is that the name of yeah. yeah i mean that's such a i mean again such a good instrumental track and um, I just, as a listener, I mean, you may disagree, but I I felt a slight uh, maybe the driving rhythm of like um, kind of kraut rock, possibly. I don't know if that was ever, you've ever been into that sort of uh, music, but it it had a kraut rock feel to some of it, maybe, um, um, which I'm a big fan of. So I I did enjoy that.
1: Yes, maybe there is a sort of kraut rock feeling into the the drumming. Yeah, Yeah. something like, uh, you know, it's, as a feeling, this song is like a, a sort of a train song. You know, it's like a it's a song to travel. So there is like this freedom of a, a train behind. Yeah. You know, like like some mechanics uh, yeah. working on and going going on. And uh, so the drum is like that, and uh, it's really prog rock. It's true.
0: I mean, I lo- like I said, I'm sure you don't you don't read comments and reviews, but all I've seen online when I, on social media is you know positive response to it. I don't know, if oh, people that people like it, which is great. And um, just um, again, because I'm, I enjoyed the whole album and I've heard it so many times, um, I'm just thinking of particular tracks that spring to mind. I think one I really enjoyed was D- um, Dare, yeah, um, think- which had the the um, that kind of synthesized text-speak on it. Is that right? It's like a man and a woman. I mean, is that a sample or...?
1: No, it's uh, some computer voices.
0: Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's...
1: it's... Like, uh, you can generate voices with a computer. Yeah. And so it's just like some lyrics that I wrote and I, I made sing and speak as a computer. Yeah. <laughs> it's very simple. But it's quite yeah. inspiring,
0: very inspiring lyrics if you kind of really listen to it. Um, so again, uh, the benefits of the music being very inspiring, and then the the, the lyrical side was very inspiring as well. It's said it, it's on um, another one of my favourites on the album. Um, Great. And uh, another one speaks to mind is uh, Space as well. I, di- I did enjoy space. Um, so that there's a female vocalist on that, is that is that right? That
1: yes, oh uh, yeah, I'm sorry I forgot to mention it. I think
0: I wrote down her name because I was so impressed. Um, is it Heather D'Angelo?
1: Yeah, yeah. Is Heather. She, she was part of Au Revoir Simone, an American band from uh, New York. I think. That's right, yeah. And now she lives in San Francisco and she I mean, she stopped the band, actually. And she started to study astrophysics at university. And so she's studying space and uh, the cosmos. And she knows all about the stars and about like uh, physical laws in space.
0: That's so cool. And
1: and so she she did the lyrics. She wrote the lyrics on on this song. And uh, it's her idea to speak about, like, the emptiness and the vacancy of space. Yeah, I like this idea a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, when I listen to your music and say Air's music, it kind of puts my mind into outer space a lot of the time. Um, you know, especially on the holiday, if I've ever listened to your albums, yeah, you're very good at making them. my mind just drifts off into space. It's brilliant. So, have you always? Um, you seem to be somewhat. I mean, there seem to be themes of science space, space exploration, going throughout some of your uh, solo albums and maybe air. Is this something you've always been interested in, you know, science and space and things like that?
1: Yeah, I think uh, Oh, I just uh, thought about that just right right now. I think it's maybe because when we started air, I was still in a way doing a lot of science uh, because I was uh, at the university in a, in the phys- in a, uh, physical science you know I was studying math and physics and so maybe I don't I don't know why but maybe like the physics uh, go went into uh, the music and into the lyrics because it was still there maybe I didn't want to stop it yes. because uh, I had to choose in between physics and music in a way uh, maybe I didn't want to to stop physics so I I went on physics with air on the lyrics, you know, about like uh, that's why we have like Moon Safari and all of this, uh spacing out uh, themes all the time.
0: I mean, moon's, I mean, Moon Safari, fair to say, it's probably my top, uh, let would say, top five albums of all time. Still still sounds amazing, actually. Um, again, I know you don't listen back to your music, no. but the, no, again, production I think that, again it goes back to the production of the albums it's just so it just sounds so good I mean have you ever wanted to maybe have your music like beamed into space you know like they did with the I'm just trying to come to mind that the, do you remember the gold record they put on Voyager um, <laughs> I can imagine if, if they did an if they did another mission now they surely have to put your music uh, one of your tracks um, on, on this gold record I could just imagine you know, the music that you make or with air, you know, going around the cosmos, but <laughs> that, that's me anyway. Um, yeah. Or or could, could imagine you and maybe um, Jean-Michel Jarre on, on a on the disc. <laughs> that's who I would choose if I was one of the NASA team. Um, I
1: think it's, uh, it's really clever to uh, put a gold record in space in case of aliens find the starship, uh, find the, um, like the vessel, because I think the, uh, music is a very nice language to communicate with. Yeah. I think that it's more peaceful than anything, and also, um, you know, music also uh, contains uh, a, little, a little bit of heaven. Yeah. I think that um, you know, heaven maybe is around us, and uh, music can can capture a part of it. And so, it's really nice to to show this side of uh, our personality to.
0: Aliens, I think. <laughs> yeah. Or they could be just having a party up there listening to your music. Um I just yeah. um I thought about Jean-Michel Jarre then, because um you uh I think you collaborated on a one on a track with him. Was it, uh, I think it was um 2015. Um I mean what was it like working with Jean-Michel Jarre? I mean, like legends, I mean, what was that experience like?
1: Oh, it was really interesting because we had to go in his studio, so uh, I saw all his keyboards and all his machines, and I uh, I think I guessed how he was working, I mean, his process, you know, um, I think that uh, he's really, uh, you know, he studied, um, like, uh, music at, at the conservatory in a way, but in um Not like in jazz or not in classical music, but in uh, what we call concrete music. Yeah. So he had uh, he he had like all these machines and all these old keyboards, and um, he taught us about uh, the the old process, about recording like uh, loops, for example, with tapes. And Mm. uh, for the track we've done together, he recorded a loop on a tape. So he. He took like a, a huge uh, loop tape, you know, and, like, uh, and, it, and physically it was really like a tape that he has put on the and, uh, a magnetophone. And with a mic stand, he made like a giant loop with mm. a tape and wow. uh, he, he recorded some rhythms on it. And so we took this, this loop and we recorded some music in it.
0: Yeah.
1: It was really interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I love Jean-Michel Jean, and because um, I was lucky enough, I saw him and actually saw you uh, air um, beforehand at the Blue Dot Festival, which is one of my favourite festivals, just not far from where I live, actually, um, because obviously that has a space and science element to the festival. So um, what was it like playing under the, um, that big radio telescope? Can you remember much about that that day?
1: Oh, uh, yeah uh i think i remember i don't remember of the air show i remember from <laughs> <Yeah>. the show <laughs> yeah. because i went to see his show and um,
0: yeah you just yeah you go to was, the show
1: it was full of light yeah
0: was, yeah yeah i was i wondered if you got uh, managed to have a, a tour of the telescope but i suppose if there's a festival on you just arrive do your thing and then you have to just leave so you, maybe you don't stay around to
1: yeah, I didn't stay long Gig, gig to gig. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you, when you travel and when you, you tour, you are like a sort of instrument yourself. Yeah. You know, they take you, they bring you somewhere and then they take you back at the hotel and it's really fast. Yeah. But, um, the timing is really important. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes I don't have the time to hang around and uh, it's like, uh, it's a pity.
0: Yeah, I mean, mentioned travel there I think there was a there was a funny moment at the festival I I just watched your set um and it's with my I was with my my brother-in-law Dan and we we saw uh you and Nicholas and I think you're on back of a a buggy going backstage you must have been been taken somewhere it's it's like you're on a moon buggy or something like that it's just like as a as a space fan, as a fan of air, and then I'm seeing you two on a bus. It was just like this is perfect with a telescope, and it was one of those <laughs> moments, one of those moments when I was smiling. <laughs> and another, I f- another one of my favorite artists, who's actually um, been a guest on this this podcast, and uh, is Han um, Han Takim Rodelius. Ah,
1: uh, yeah.
0: You worked with with him, didn't you? Um, and, uh, what was that like? Um, so working for him did you Did you learn a lot from him at all when you when you worked together?
1: yeah uh, I think uh, yeah we played a show together and he played some piano with me, and I was playing keyboards and then also uh, I think he he played a song of Brian Eno, and I played the piano part. Really? And it was a, it was like so great to meet him because he explained to me all his life and he had like a complicated life you know, at some point at some point he stopped music, and uh, he was like like a sort of hippie guy, and uh, so I was really impressed because uh, he's really able to do like a normal pop song, but also he's able to do like some really uh, artistic modern music with keyboards just like uh, something like really ambient yeah. and um, he's like uh, you know I, I don't know how old is he but maybe like 70 or 80 maybe more than 80 I think and he's able to do like some incredible uh, research uh, experimental uh, like electronic sound still now so it's, uh, it's very it gave me some, some hope you know that you know when as an, an, as an artist when you have when you get like some edge, when you, when you, you know, after like a while, you, you can still be inspired by modern things.
0: Yeah. And then, as, I was just wondering then, so as an electronic musician yourself, um, when, when you're in the studio, I wonder what, what, what do you prefer? Are you more, I mean, more analog synth type of guy or computer music, or do you like to use both? You know, a little bit of the computer side of things and with the analog synth? Do you try and mix it up?
1: Uh, I mix everything up and uh, I think also I use a lot of acoustic actually because of the drums, because of the percussions, because of the vibraphones and uh, I don't know like all these acoustic instruments that I have, also I'm using guitar sometimes and uh, yeah so it's a mix between uh, electronic and acoustic and not too much uh, computer actually I, I just use computer as a, a magnetophone yeah, yeah you know it's just a, a recorder actually the tool yeah but um maybe i should use more of the computer i think <laughs> especially really? i yeah. would like to use uh, uh artificial intelligence
0: yeah <laughs> <Right now>. <laughs> <laughs> it's plug-in um and are, are you someone who are you someone who prefers to maybe be in the studio or do you actually like going out and playing live shows because i know i know some musicians don't they prefer to be in the studio are you someone who do you, do you like the live live shows and touring
1: i like to tour and i like uh playing alive because um, you meet the people and you have such a strong feeling yeah so it helps you to understand what you do actually because actually when you are in a studio you don't really understand the style that you have, and the fact to travel and to do festivals helps you to understand why people like you, and and uh, what kind of people like you actually also. So um, it's really important to play live, and uh, you you learn s- so many things, especially when you sing. You know, when you sing live, uh, it's uh, it's more powerful than anything else because. Mm. You send this uh, audio message to the people and um, it shapes you inside. You know, it creates your own voice and it helps you to, um, to build your sound. So it's, uh, it's really important to play live. But I don't like uh, playing horrible live. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't like to play in some um, uh, cheap, Rooms or like cheap festivals because I did it so many times and it's really hurting. So uh, I think that now because I'm like getting like uh, so edgy now, (laughs) I want to have like a little bit of a comfort. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, that's fine. Yeah, to to choose the the right kind of venues. Um, And obviously, it's a, a little while off till the album Carbon is released. Um, but we, do you think you might plan some live shows to promote the album, or are we not not at that stage yet of, of planning? Would you like to tour this album at some point?
1: I'd like to tour if the album is successful, but if mm. it's not, I won't tour because it's going to be painful. So um, yeah, depending. You know, on. Yeah, if really uh, if there is a strong uh, feeling about the album, if there are like so so many fans that are I will tour for them, but if there is no big fans, you know, I will do another album, and I will go on my uh, movie soundtracks.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you about the, the soundtracks that that you do. Um so, when you're working on a on a on a soundtrack, is that a very different process to say recording a solo album? Is it is it a different process, or is it quite similar?
1: It's really different. Okay. Because, uh, when you do a movie soundtrack, uh, you have a frame, you have a frame and you you know you are obeying to some rules, and the rules come from the production or from the movie director because he has something in mind, and also you have the rules of the emotion through the pictures. you have to respect that you know you you need to do music that goes well with the uh, movement of the pictures. And so it's, uh, it's a kind of feeling that you have to always um, understand and always play with. So it's uh, actually um, making music for film is, um, is much more some cinema than some music, I think. Yeah, so It's like uh, it's, it's almost like uh, being an actor Yourself, because you have uh, a message to deliver, an emo- emotional message to deliver to to the people through the movie, and uh, so you have to to find the correct tone, the yeah. the, the right feeling, the right atmosphere, and uh, it's all about that. You know, it's um, so it's it's very different from a, from a, a song or from an album. Because uh, with a, with a film, you have to not disturb. You have to not disturb uh, the pictures. If you send too many informations into the music, it's going to be disturbing for the people that that are watching the movie. So you have to be kind of discreet. You have to melt your sound into the pictures.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. And so you've always been a lover of cinema. Since is that from from a child? Have you always liked going to the cinema and films and? Is that one of, you know, been a passion of yours?
1: Yes, but I never imagined that I would (laughs) do uh, soundtracks. Yeah, wow. um, When I discovered cinema, you know, it was like the tradition of having an an orchestra and having like a a huge sound. Yeah. Um, But nowadays, the cinema is uh, more and more electronic. I think, you know, it's like you have like more and more. Electronic artists that uh, do and compose music for films. Interesting. That's and very also, true. Yeah. And also, as well, in uh, the big Hollywood productions, you have also some electronic analog stuff mixed with uh, big acoustic orchestras.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Now you can play with all this new stuff.
0: That's very true. Yeah, it's, it's a kind of a mixture of the, the, the classical element with the electronic. It's very. um. Very popular at the moment so is there any soundtracks that you might be working on now or, anyth- or anything well, obviously uh, i suppose your business now is to uh, to get this new album out but would there be anything on the horizon that you might be working on
1: yes uh i'm working on a, a tv series for netflix yeah. called uh, it's a french uh, series it's called les vies de léa and uh oh, cool. so a TV series. So it's something really special, actually. And I don't yeah. think I'm gonna put and release an album out from it because it's purely uh, to, to be synchronized with uh, some TV pictures. And uh, also, I'm doing other films, but yeah. it's really, uh, it's really uh, different. It's, I don't think that it goes well on a record because it has to be played with the pictures and it, it makes sense only with the pictures.
0: Well, I I'd, I'd look forward to uh, this, any soundtracks that I may hear on this TV show. And obviously can't wait for the um, album Carbon to come out on the 24th of June. And like I say, I'll, for me personally, we'll definitely be buying a copy. And I, anyone listening, you know, you won't be disappointed Just go out and uh, get it from your local retailer or listen to it on Spotify because you won't be disappointed. So I want to just thank you for taking some time out. It's been really fascinating. So thank you for joining me today.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you.